Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsaw, how are you? Okay. Okay. Long day. Tired. But uh Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm moving. It's almost Christmas. I love Christmas. I know. <laughs> maybe maybe said it once or twice, but oh I love I love Christmas. How are you, sir? I'm good. Not only are we close to Christmas and Hanukkah, which is tomorrow. Um Yes. But also we're one week away from the playoffs. Oh, from fantasy playoffs. Oh, I thought we were talking about like actual like legit sport. I was like, like playoffs in, in, in December. What playoffs are we just are we talking about here? Yes. Yes. We are a week away. So that's exciting. We are one week away. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. And then and then before I know it, it'll be it'll be off season off season content. But as I as I mentioned on uh on the AFC, AFC show. Uh, Based and talk podcast, family podcast will be two uh, two two episodes a week, one fantasy show and and one BTP. For That's season. exciting. At least at least to start, at least to start it'll be it'll be two episodes a week. I'll say, kind of miss recording the BTP. That's always well, fun. It'll be it'll it'll be coming back. It'll it'll be it'll be coming back for sure. And then I'm t- and then I'm taking vacation in in February. There'll be like there'll be like a two week period where there's nothing up here. But that's just because I just want to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, after the season, after football, I wouldn't be surprised if you're just like, I'm just gonna crawl under a blanket and that's it. Uh, I could tell you the exact day. It is February twelfth. February twelfth to March fourth is when is that- I'm on vac I'm on vacation. That's, that's uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's three weeks. Yeah. Actually, the Super Bowl is on my dad's birthday this year. February 11th. February 11th. Yeah, that's my my mini vacation, which I'm taking and I'm milking all of it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Honestly. Every last second of it. I'm excited for it. But in the meantime, you know, we have uh, last week of regular season, fantasy regular season, playoffs coming, and uh, yeah, a whole lot of good games this week. Whole lot of good games this week. Jake and I had mentioned this uh, on the AFC show. There could be a potential for a lot of points scored this week in certain in certain situations. And uh, yeah, probably not talk. on can Thursday. We... Uh, no, no, definitely not on Thursday. Definitely not on Thursday. But on Sunday, on Sunday, yeah, yeah, we can have a lot of points there. And Monday, well, at least in one game on Monday. Yep, one game Monday. One game Monday. Yeah. The other All one, right. maybe, maybe. Who knows? Depends. Um, all right, so let's start with the Buccaneers and the Falcons, a divisional game. Uh, game for a first for would this be a game for first place? I think so. Well, not like for first place, but like you know, to keep pace in the NFC South standings. Yeah. Um, yeah, Falcons, the, I think the Falcons have a uh, have a game on them, I believe. Do. So yes, so if they so if the Bucks win, they'll be tied for first. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they, ooh, wait, who would own the? When the hell? Oh, so but the Falcons would own the tiebreaker. I believe so because yeah. of the Bijan Robinson game. Yep, which they lost. 
the Bucks did. Yep. So, um, yeah. So this is definitely an important game for Tampa Bay and uh, for Atlanta also. Um, so let's start off with the injuries and um, nothing crazy um, with either team as far as the offensive players. Um, so let's get into, you know, starting off with starts and sits and Baker Mayfield. I feel like this is a good matchup for him. Um, against this Atlanta secondary that might be without his top two corners. And, you know, Rashad White has been doing pretty well as of late as well. Mike Evans is also just, as we've said, he's great. Chris Goblin, not, not as much. And, um... I mean, I don't know. If it's this week, would Chris Goblin bounce back? I don't know. Well, Mike Evans always cooks the Falcons, so you're definitely starting him anyway. So, yeah. Jake and I, Jake and I said this on the AFC show, and I'm going to repeat it here. This is not the week to get experimental. This is not the week for you to be trying out things that you haven't tried all year, especially if you're scratching and clawing your way and trying to backdoor yourself at the playoffs. You play the guys that have gotten you into this position. And if if Baker Mayfield has been that guy, then you play him. But say you have Sam Howell, and now you're down Sam Howell. What do you do? Well, if Baker Mayfield is available on your waivers, I think he's a fine pickup. Falcons allowed 10th most points in the quarterback position, but they haven't allowed a passing touchdown in three straight games. But as Adam said, and he is correct, they're now down their top two corners, uh, potentially, for for this game. Haven't had official officially any injury word um, as of yet, but looks like they'll be down at least one, if not both. So that bodes well for Baker Mayfield. Bodes really well for Mike Evans. Rashad White has been, as Adam alluded to as well, he's been absolutely fantastic lately. But the Falcons have been elite against running backs this year. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown all year. To a running back, which is just absolutely crazy when you that think that actually about it. is crazy. They have not allowed yeah. a rushing touchdown all year long to the running back position. Can Rashad Rashad White be the first one to do it? Uh, that's definitely that's definitely a wait and see. But you have you have to play him. You've got to play Rashad White. He has just been absolutely fantastic for for fantasy managers since about week nine. Remember, he went into week nine with only one touchdown for the entire season. And we were having these questions about, oh, you know, what's the deal with Rashad White? Can he keep on playing him? Blah, 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 blah. And since week nine, what's he gone and done? He's rattled off five touchdowns in his last five games. 100-yard uh, rushing effort in there as well. A couple of efforts where he's been close to, if not over, 100 total uh, yards of scr- uh, from scrimmage. He's just been fantastic for, for fantasy managers. So you, you got to play Rashad White, and you got to play Mike Evans, because if, if, especially if the Falcons are down – Two of the top quarters, and Evans is going up against the third string. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that, that, against that, the team, like I said, he has historically been amazing against. Yes, historically, he has done very, very well in his career against the Atlanta Falcons. And when they played each other in Week Seven, uh, Mike Evans went for six catches, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown on eight targets against the same Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, I am absolutely firing up Mike Evans and. Yeah, he's he's in for a, a huge week. Yeah, 
Not that. Um, well, I should I should emphasis emphasize this as well. If you have Mike Evans, I highly doubt that you're in a position where you are going to quote need him. But if you do need him, I think Mike Evans is going to come through for you in a very very big way. And I can't. I'm not starting Chris Godwin. No, I I, I can't do it. Uh, can't yeah, do it. no, we, it's, it's not happening. We've just been waiting for this all year long, and it just hasn't happened. He hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points in full-point PPR since week eight against Buffalo, where he scored his only his only lone receiving touchdown of the season. Was able to get a rushing touchdown last week, whoop-de-doo, but was blanked on catches on three targets, and his one touch he was able to turn into a touchdown. Whoopee, great. But you, you can't be starting Godwin in a, in a situation where you have to where you have to win. And honestly, you know, you may not be in that situation if you have Chris Godwin, to be quite fair. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, well, not funny. I don't know. But like the thing is with Mike Evans, and this is me agreeing with you. Just just want to be clear. How could you bench Mike Evans after what he did last week? In what universe? Never. Can you not Never. start Mike Evans? Never. There's there's no universe. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. And then how about our good buddy Kate Otten? No. Okay. That works. Um, okay. Moving on to Atlanta. Um, I keep it very simple. It's just Bijan? Just Bijan. Yep. Okay. Just Bijan. Drake London's not in my top 40. Kyle Pitt's not my top my top 15 for tight ends. Alrighty. I love it when it's easy. All right. Let's see what we have next or who we have next. It's a matchup between the Lions and the Bears in Chicago at Soldier Field. And uh, let's start off with the Lions. So you're basically starting everybody, right? Yeah, you're starting everyone. I, I I do have concerns about Jared Goff because he is not a cold weather quarterback at all. Um, I, I kind of feel like maybe there could be a bit of a dud coming here, but it, it's not. There's not enough of a concern for me to say that I'm clearly absolutely benching him. That's um, yeah. That sounds like overthinking a little bit. It depends on who your other quarterback is. I mean, odds are, you know, if you have Jared Goff, I doubt he's your only quarterback. I would think you you have someone else on your on your on your roster that you could go ahead and and start. I can give you what he did last year in this same fixture against the Chicago Bears: nineteen for twenty six, two hundred and thirty six yards, one touchdown, fourteen point eight fantasy points. Good enough for QB twenty two on the week. That was in week ten. That was week ten. And I could probably go back one more I to give you what he did in. Yeah, I can. 2021 against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Uh, 24 completions on 38 attempts two, for 299 yards and two touchdowns. Good enough for QB 23 on the week. Okay. That's two years, two years in a row now where Jared Goff has not cracked the top 20 for weekly finishes against the Chicago Bears since he's been a member of the Detroit Lions for games at Soldier Field. There are a number of quarterbacks still out there because it's only the Commanders and the Cardinals on by. Um, I don't know if you and Jake are already talked about that. Uh, yeah. I mentioned that on the last Yeah, one. we did. He's my QB 11. So there probably isn't a guy that you can go willingly pick up that's going to be better than Goff. But the guy that I do have above him that should be widely available 
Let me let me just check his ownership. Okay, he's available in about 30% of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. That's Russell Wilson. If Ooh. Russell Wilson is available, that's the guy that I would start over Goff. Other than yeah. that, I have Stroud lower than him. I have Love lower than him. I have Minshew lower than him. I have Dobbs lower than him. Interesting. Um, but hey, if you if you wanted to play Jordan Love at the Giants, if you wanted to play Josh Dobbs at Las Vegas, you wanted to play Gardner Minshew at Cincinnati, fine. Hell, if you wanted to get really frisky with it and you wanted to play Jameis against Carolina at home, sure. What about elite Joe Flacco at home against Jacksonville? Too cute. That is way too cute. <laughs> that is extraordinarily too cute. But if you if you have a one seat lock if you well if you have a one seat locked up then fuck it I mean you can just go with Jared Goff and, and why are you even man. listening to this you're good That's it. <laughs> listen 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 no well people should listen people you, should listen you compete regardless because that one seat could be locked up and you could be undefeated. That's true. Well, that's a that's a rare scenario. I I I'm in one league where there's someone that's that's undefeated right now. I uh I took down the last undefeated team. In the uh, there's one team. league that I'm in where someone is 13 and up. I'm annoyed. I'm fighting for the one seed or the yeah, I'm fighting for the one seed in the non-guillotine, actually. I'm a game I'm a half game out because he tied. It's ridiculous. Just don't do divisions next year. Well, that league that league is alive next year. Yeah, if that league's alive next year. It don't might be. It, it it might be alive. It just may not be with me in it. So who would be well? I guess that's a that's a far down the line question. That's a far down the line question, yeah. But I, I, I think that league, if that league is going to exist, it might exist without me in it. Then I'd know nobody. No, actually, I'd know Bird. I mean, Bird. I know Matt. The the only person. Yeah, yeah, okay. and I, I, well, I, I, I've said it earlier in the year, and and I'm a, I'm loyal to my word. I want to be in strictly keeper, dynasty, super flex. That's it. Okay. That's where I'm shifting. That is where, that is where my focus is shifting. And odds are I will be out of that league. Odds are. Things could change. Things can change. But odds are. Wait. Anyway. So, anyway, Jared Goff, like, you know, he's an okay start. Don't expect the world. The sun, the moon, the stars for from Jared Goff this week. But if you can, if you can afford to have him have a dud, then go for it. Yeah, yeah. But don't be going and dropping, you know, Jared Goff either to go pick up a streamer. You know, if you don't have any room on your bench and you have to start Jared Goff, just start Jared Goff. Yeah, because don't throw him to the, the wolves. Yeah. Aside from fantasy championships where he gets the fucking Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Jared Goff's always played well against Dallas. His playoff schedule is next week he's going, he's home against Denver, and then he's in Minnesota, and then he's in Dallas. Denver could be interesting. He's at home versus Denver? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's at Ford Field. That's doable. Denver, Minnesota, Dallas. It's a, it's a solid playoff schedule. Not great, yeah. but not awful. So don't drop Jared Goff. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Please. 
<clears throat> no, don't do that. Um, moving on. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Starting ball. Story. Okay. Starting Amon ball. Ra, you're starting him. Yep. J- is Jamison Williams, is that too cute? Or... That is extraordinarily too cute. Absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. Not a chance. I just wanted to say, so because I'm sure, I don't know, would people ask about it on the mailbag? Probably not. We have but... not gotten a Jamison Williams question all year on the mailbag. Okay. Well, he's he only Night. just started getting okay. What's your definition of okay? Okay, less than okay. Scoring Man. a random touchdown. Yeah, he scored a touchdown last week, but it was on two touches. I know. It's it's not touches. it's the most unreliable. No. <laughs> the guy every game he's played it this year, he's had two touches. That's very specific. Except, oh, except for one. Sorry, he had none against Baltimore. But outside of that, it's been two touches. <laughs> Model of consistency. Jesus Christ. At least in that. Oh my God. That's 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 hideous. Okay. Well, real option. Sam Laporta. Starting him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And 100%. then other side of the coin. Justin Fields. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then who? Nobody. None, None of them. No None running them. backs. None of them. They all stink. Yes. They all stink. And if you're fighting for your playoff life with the Chicago Bears running back, what the fuck are you doing there? Justin Fields is still the leading rusher for the Bears, and he missed like half the season. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. They are a prime team that's going to go and invest in a running back somewhere. Because Khalil Herbert ain't it. I don't think Roshan Johnson's it. And we know Deontay Foreman's not it because, well, it's Deontay Foreman. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know, I guess. Uh, this is Dave Montgomery revenge game also. So that's it is. fun. It is. And then uh, DJ Moore, Cole Komet. Hell yeah, DJ Moore. Hell yeah. Cooked, cooked against the Lions in week 11. Scored that matchup. That was at Ford Field. This is now in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fire up DJ Moore. And I think Kolkabet's fine. He's he's a tight end, too. High-end tight end, too. Need a touchdown. He's, he's, in that, he's in that range. All right. Cool. Do you like the Lions defense in this one? No. All right, cool. A lot of divisional games, at least that we're covering. This is our third straight divisional game. Yeah. The rest of the NFC South <laughs> is playing um, in the Superdome, and that is the Carolina Panthers in New Orleans to play the Saints. Who, who, who are you starting for the Panthers? Shuba Hubbard and Adam Thielen, barely. They're both flexes. All right. They're both flexes. I wouldn't want to start either of them if you had a choice. But Chuba's performance last week was encouraging. And Adam Thielen just has been brutal. But that's because Carolina has been brutal. They've they've gone they it, instead of being somewhat productive for fantasy, they have just gone to being absolutely pathetic for for fantasy. 
absolutely pathetic. Well, Chuba Hubbard, it feels like his performance last week was anomalous. Do it again. Do it again. Yes. Also understanding that there are some people out there that may not have an option. And, you know, he's he's a high-end flex. That's what he is. Yeah, well, there have been a lot of injuries. So maybe you are relying on Chuba Hubbard. And for that, I say I'm sorry. No, I I don't think – I think at worst, he's a guy that's going to get you – Somewhere in the range of 12 to 15 touches on the low end. And you also have to keep in mind, this is also Jameis. And Jameis likes to get a little bit frisky. He likes to have a little bit of fun. And Jameis could keep the Panthers in it. He could also single-handedly kill the Panthers himself. But he could also keep the Panthers in it. That's a fair point. So if you're getting that bad Jameis then that adds to the appeal of Chuba Hubbard, for sure. I guess, but I feel like, wasn't that sort of thing coached out of Jameis? No. No. It's always going to be there, but at just who he is. He's a guy who's going to take shots downfield. He's going to look to advance the ball. He's going to look to take risks. And he's going to look to be, you know, again, frisky. Which, yeah. which is fine. It's fun, which is why I love Jameis. And Jameis is, God, it's a great guy. I love him. Fuck Derek Carr. Who needs Derek Carr when you have Jameis? But the downside to that is, yeah, he's going to potentially throw a couple picks. And that could keep Chuba Hubbard very much in it. Or the opposite of the coin, which it's it's, like, it's a 50-50. It's a crapshoot. Which Jameis are you going to get? Are you going to get Jameis that throws for uh 220 and three picks, or you get the Jameis that throws for 450, three touchdowns with two interceptions. I This whole conversation makes me wish that we were doing this show like 20 years ago. And we, were, and we talked about Brett, we were talking about Brett Favre. And this feels like we would have the same conversation. Adam, I, I pray you're not comparing Jameis Winston to Brett Favre. Well, Brett Favre leads the, inter, the league in interceptions. Yeah, but Brett Favre, Brett Favre is also throwing 35, 40 touchdowns a season. I'm aware of that. Well, Jameis threw 30 touchdowns in a season. Of course and, he did. Of course he did. Picks. That was an anomaly. Brett Favre <laughs> was, doing, was, doing, was doing it consistently. No, well, for fantasy, I mean. I just think it would be fun to think about how we would talk about Brett Favre on a week-to-week basis. Well, we, we, we can talk about Brett Favre on – a weekly basis. The guy that's playing the role of Brett Favre is his name is Josh Allen. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. I, I guess, yeah. He's he's on a two to one touchdown interception ratio this year. Thereabouts. 20, Thereabouts. 24 and 13. There you go. You want to talk, talk, talk about Brett Favre? We can talk about Josh Allen some more. I mean, I'm down. I'm definitely down. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. I'm well aware. That's awesome. My God. What a, what a player. Well, anyway, so let's go to the Saints. So are you yeah. starting Jameis or no? You can. It, 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 listen, if you like drugs, if you like drugs, you could do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you like drugs, if you like to live on the wild side, you could do it. Like specific drugs or just drugs in general? Just drugs, yeah. Is drugs. that is that too is that too too close to the line? 
It, it, it's like it's like you're you're putting your tippy toe over the line of the sand a little bit, a little bit. Listen, it, it, you put it this way, put it this way. I would not be trusting Jameis if you are in a must-win situation. But if you are in and you are playing for seeding and there are no better options there, and you want and you have no problem saying, you know what, fuck it, let's have a little fun with this, then yeah, Jameis is a fine start. Okay, well that's be- that's a better answer than saying if you like drugs, start Jameis Winston. Well, yeah, I mean that's the only reason, that's the only way you just get through a Jameis start is if you're high. Just put that on a t-shirt or something or a mug. You if can, you like there's drugs. no there's no possible there's no possible way that any sober human being can sit there and watch Jameis and actually enjoy what they're saying. Well, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, it's exciting. It, it it is most certainly exciting. There is no denying that. Yep, it's exciting. In it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's King Dakar. Yeah. It really is. Yes. So with Jameis, and as you know, Alvin Kamara has had some of his. Wait, this is correct, right? Alvin Kamara has had some of his best games with Jameis, the quarterback. Worst. Or no. Other Worst. other way around. Yeah. Worst. But the but the thing is though is I think Jameis I hope I should say that I hope that Jameis has learned that the way that you are able to avoid taking those risks is by getting the ball to Alvin Kamara in space. That that is the way that you avoid the bad Jameis, the two twenty and three. But that's so antithetical to who he is as a quarterback exactly but (laughs) there's no michael thomas there may not be rashid shaheed and at the end of the day it's chris Olave, the bouncer also hurt yeah chris Olave, also questionable but i mean the man's got the man's gonna play i mean yeah guys a god um at perry i think kamara by default is gonna have to is gonna have to get involved it may not be you know, an eight, nine catch game. Is it possible? Sure, because his name is Alvin Kamara. But four or five catches and you're hoping for a touchdown sprinkled in there? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely plausible that that could happen. I mean, I, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I have him as my RB two of the week. Yeah. Well that's that's interesting. Chris Olave is not on the injury report, actually. Oh, good. All right, word. Taysom Hill is. He didn't practice due to foot and left hand injuries on Wednesday. Well, at least it's his fine. left hand. Yeah. That's fine. Come on, Tyson. You'll be fine. It's his left get hand. Back, get back in there, baby. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. That's that's right. Um cool. So is that it? Oh, you're starting you're starting Chris Olave and Taysom Hill, you are absolutely starting if he plays. All right. And you are just for all intents and purposes. Uh, Taysom is my, I believe he's, yeah, he's my tight end seven. Tight end seven. The only tight ends I'm playing over him are named Kincaid, Kittle, Ferguson, Laporta, Hawkinson, Kelsey. All right. There you go. You heard it here. Next up, a rematch. How fun. And it is the Seahawks and the the 49ers. Actually, the next two games are rematches. Funnily enough. They are. Yeah, our our last two, um, which is hard to believe. It's just, it just flies by. Um, 
So, yeah, the Seahawks and the 49ers, this time in Santa Clara. The Seattle Seahawks trying to, you know, avenge their previous performance, the egg that they laid on Thanksgiving. And the 49ers trying to keep it going after their demolition of the Eagles. So, what do you got? You're starting Gino, maybe, are you? I'd rather start Jameis. Well, that says all. That says all I need to know. He, he he's in this group of of streaming quarterbacks where it, it it's risky. You don't really want to, but if you have to, you go ahead and you do it. With Josh Dobbs, Gardner, Jameis, Baker, Jake Browning, Stafford, he's in that group. I wouldn't, but if you have to, sure. Yeah. Gino is starting to look more like the inconsistent Gino that was with the Jets, especially his rookie year. Well, yeah, because I mean the Seahawks, the Seahawks also have taken a step back this year. Yeah. For a whole host of reasons. I think it's also they just completely outperformed what everyone thought they were going to do last year. And and maybe this is just kind of the team that they are. Well, people thought they were going to be worse than what they are now last year. Yeah, and it just is proof that Pete Carroll's an unbelievable coach. Yep. Yeah, this is this is fun. I mean, it's not for not for them, but like this matchup, I feel like he's going to be interesting. I hate this game. This game's going to just suck. You need to give me another blowout. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. There's just something about losing the game last week to Dallas, where they put up 35 points and lost. And they've been reeling. It, it just feels like at that kind of loss is it is like a backbreaker. Yeah. A little, bit, a little bit. I guess so. I mean, they might be getting Kenneth Walker back. Oh, if they can get K9 back, that'd be that would be huge. And and you'd have to play K9. You'd have to. I mean, who else would they it would be it's Kenneth Walker and it's DJ Dallas. It'd be DJ That's... Dallas, yeah, with with potentially no Charbonnet. So there's your backfield. So yeah, Kenneth Walker is a great start, and that's in that case. Yeah, and and also just a little side note that if there is no Kenneth Walker and there's no Zach Charbonnet, you're not playing DJ Dallas. Oh, this game is going to be even worse if it's DJ Dallas getting all the carries, unless they you know bring up a guy. Geno Smith might drop back and throw the ball 55 times. Oh, if that's the case. Nobody wants which, to see that. Which isn't the worst thing in the world as long as their offensive line holds up. Their offensive line holds up, but secondary can be beat. We've seen it. Yeah. Who the heck? So it's Bryant Kobach, Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, Kenny McIntosh was the one that I knew. Yeah. So that that's those are the other running backs on their roster currently. So, yeah. Besides... Obviously, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. You're not starting any of them if there's no Kenneth Walker or Zach Charbonnet. There you go. And then the receivers. I mean, it's it's Metcalf. And it's JSN, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I, I am... It's been a little stinky for Lockett, but if you don't have another option in deeper leagues, it's fine. Like... Hmm. Let me just pull up up the ranks and let me just see who you could maybe pick up. Like if Gabe Davis is available, I'd play Gabe Davis over both of them. Yeah. 
Well, it's in deeper leagues, so I don't think Gabe Davis would be available. 12-team leagues. Maybe Gabe Davis would be available. Maybe. Doubtful. Doubtful, but maybe. What's the roster percentage for Gabe Davis? Uh, Gabe Davis, it is 85 Yahoo, 75 ESPN. Yeah, so most likely in your 12-team leagues, Gabe Davis is on the team. More than likely. More than likely. But we've seen stranger things. Yes, we have. But in in Jigba, in PPR. PPR only for in Jigba. Lock it. I would lean towards no, but better in half and none. All right. Cool. And then no tight ends. No. No, absolutely not. And then the Niners. Everybody? Yep. Yep. Everybody. Party? Yep. McCaffrey? Yep. Debo? Yep. Ayuk? Yep. Kittle? Yep. All right. That sounds good. It, it just is a matter of you're hoping that you're going to get the one that happens to pop off. And who was the one that popped off in uh, two weeks ago on Thanksgiving against the Seahawks? It was Debo. Yes. Debo, which... was, Debo was the one that popped off. And and you know that McCaffrey's going to get his. You know McCaffrey's probably going to score, especially given the fact that it's at home. Um, Ayuk had a solid game against Seattle, but um, he needed to rely on a 51-yard touchdown for him to have a um, – a, a, a respectable enough day. Um, I, I kind of lean that this is to, this is a Debo game, but it, it just depends on it, it. Just depends on what Brock Purdy is feeling. Well, Debo has been on a white hot heater. He has. He has. He's past, the past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I have D, I have Debo ahead of Ayuk in, in in the ranks. I have Debo. I have Debo at twelve. I have Ayuk at fifteen. That makes and they're sense. both solid. They're 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 both extreme, extremely, extremely solid. But going off of uh, what we saw a couple weeks ago, um, I would, I would go, I would go. I would say Debo would be the guy. I think would have a better game. But I think both would be fine. So, do you think that they're actually going to use or throw the ball to George Kittle this time around? I hope so. <laughs> I hope he so. only had three catches for nineteen yards on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it, it's it's what I've said. You know, you just got to hope that your guy is going to be the one that gets theirs. And it wasn't Kittle on on Thanksgiving. Could it be Kittle here? Yeah, it definitely could be. Could it not be? No, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Oh, what a fun playoff schedule for the Niners. Have you? I think we talked about this in the review show. Yeah, yeah. Their schedule is uh, lovely. Yeah, that Baltimore game might be tricky. But and, and that's uh Christmas Day too, Christmas Day Monday night. Oh, interesting. There's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game. But fancy championships in Washington for a Kyle Shanahan revenge game. Oh yeah, that's tasty. Yeah. Although honestly, everybody that Kyle Shanahan probably hates there doesn't work there anymore, including True. the owner. True. But still, though, still. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's fun. So let's move on to the next rematch. And, I mean, this is going to be – this is your game of the week. Yeah. The Dallas – can you imagine if I said, like, oh, yes, the Giants and the Packers. No, it's the Cowboys home against the Eagles. Round two. The sequel. Mm-hmm. 
Would you like to make this easy and just say start everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, your starting hurts. Swift. If Swift plays, you start him. If he doesn't play, I would consider Kenny Gainwell. I would. He does get, I don't know. Swift, I feel like, I mean, that might be overthinking it. Swift's been mid. Swift has been mid, but the problem is is that he is a running back, part of the one of the best offenses in the National Football League, where when he plays, you have to start him almost based on merit because you're afraid that if you don't start him, he's going to go off on your bench, which is entirely plausible because he is the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and I mean, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, I guess you kind of have to empty out the kitchen sink and start... DeAndre Swift. It'd be like, this yeah. guy gives me a chance. Where like you can say that you put your you play the best possible players. You right. didn't try and, to and, overthink as, it. As Jake pointed out, which is a hundred percent correct on last week's show, the upside for Swift's always gonna be limited because of the tush push, unfortunately. Yeah. But but is it likely that Swift could get a carry from the 10 yard line and run one in? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have to start. You have to start Swift if he plays. Have to. Yeah. I mean, this is the same thing happened with Miles Sanders last year, is that his upside was also limited by Jalen Hurts. Well, but not ne- not necessarily, because Miles Sanders last year, I mean, do, do we forget, Miles Sanders was was awesome last year. And that, is well, with, that was with the tush push. Yeah, that well, was, the, jur- the journey wasn't great. No, the journey was not was not great at all, but he had 11 rushing touchdowns last year. So, it's not like we're not going to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, it was tough for it was tough for Miles Sanders because it most certainly wasn't. The results the results were great and he, tur- and he turned that into into a, a, a significantly big contract, but the difference is in, it's in terms of style. Miles Sanders is 5'9", 215 pounds. He's a small guy. He's not necessarily what you would define as a as a power running back versus Versus Miles Sanders, 5'11", 210, but it's definitely a bit more stocky. Than... Wait, hold on. You said Miles Sanders. So it's... Swift is 5'9", 200, whatever. Pounds, yeah, that's, right? that's what I said. And then Miles Sanders is 5'11", 210, but he's a okay, bit more that... stocky. Right. Well, he's yeah, a bit he more is stocky and, and more, he's more of your north-south runner. Yeah, as well, Swift to... only has four touchdowns, rushing well, touchdowns. Right, that's the point. That's the point. He's not, he, not going to be your guy that you won't go and head first into the pile on third and one, whereas Miles Sanders was definitely more that guy uh, last year. Now he just stinks. Yeah, well, I guess the game script might benefit Swift because they might, I don't know, does he catch a lot of, he he could. No, he really, could. The, the ball's going to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard if he plays. And Dallas Goddard looks like he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to go to those three guys. It's not going to Swift. So, I'm like almost yeah, talking the Eagles, to the Eagles want to push. The Eagles want to push the ball downfield. They want to push the ball downfield. You need to touch them from Swift. You need to touch them from Swift, but it's, a, it's the same thing most weeks. But again, you're going to have to score a lot of points to win this game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of points scored, and you need to bank and hope that Swift is going to be the guy. And you're starting A.J. Brown, you're starting Devonta Smith, and you're starting Dallas Goddard. But we're going to see this week, like I, like I mentioned on the review show on Sunday, we're going to see this week whether or not this Devonta Smith run was the result of Dallas Goddard being out 
or if Devonta Smith really is turning uh, turning into a different kind of player. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's definitely it remains to be seen. It's interesting to look at. But I don't know if we could base it off of, if we could be like we can come in in here on Monday and be like, well, Devontae Smith is back to being just okay because Dallas Goddard's here and he's not going to get the same amount of usage after one game. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So it's more like a let's see how it goes the rest of the season. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, I well, honestly, I mean, I'm a little biased because he's on one, he's on my guillotine team. But I feel like Devontae Smith has shown enough in that absence, in the absence of Dallas Goddard, to get more usage and more targets, or the same amount of usage. Or well, I guess. you also look, uh, you also look at the matchup as well. And Stephon Gilmore is probably going to be on AJ Brown, which then leaves Deron Bland on Devonta Smith, and. Um, yeah, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm not targeting Deron Bland. No way. Well, I don't know. He got cooked uh, last Thursday. He got cooked and he still was able to record an interception. <laughs> he was able to still record an interception. But the difference is he got cooked by DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf and Devonta Smith could not be more opposite. Of no, they're, they're very different. And Deron Bland has done really well against smaller, faster, more, I guess the word is uh, tricky receivers. Agile, I guess could be a word. Agile, yeah, agile is uh, agile is a good word. But then when he when he goes up against more physical guys, that's when he has struggled. Like when he went up against DK, for example. So I yeah. think if if I think it's gonna go like I think it's gonna go, I think Devonta Devonta Smith might have a hard time against against Bland. I think, yeah, if that's honestly, where they go. But if Smith goes up against Gilmore, he could have some success there. Yeah, well, that that may be a tough matchup if it's A.J. Brown going up against Deron Bland. It's going to be a tough matchup for for uh, Deron Bland, for sure. Because A.J. Yeah. Brown is very similar to the kind of receiver of D.K. Metcalf, where they thrive with that physicality. Hmm. I wonder where they went to school. Can you tell me where they, where, where they went to school? Where they both are, of them went to school? They are um, Ole Miss Rebels. Ah, Hugh Freeze had a type, apparently. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that. I love it when games are easy. So let's move on. Oh, sorry, this. I didn't cover the Cowboys. Yeah, I no, we said you're, you you said start everybody. Well, you're starting Dak. You're starting Pollard. You're starting CD. You are starting Brandon Cooks. That's not that. That is one that. I don't think I don't know if people would know. You're starting Brandon Cooks, a- okay. absolutely, absolutely, 100. He's he's my wide receiver 25 this week. I love him. Start Brandon Cooks, 100, and you're starting ASAP Berg. Great guy, love him. And for what it's worth, here's how you play the defenses. Right, if you're in a week where you have to win it, you could drop the Eagles or the Cowboys defense. That's that's fine, whatever. But if you are in a position where you've already clinched a spot and you're just fighting for seeding and you have nobody else that you could drop, you just play the Eagles or the Cowboys and you hope for the best. Honest to God, the Eagles defense might be the best playoff defense. 
at this right. point. I, up to me, I'm not getting rid of either one of them. I'm just riding it out. Like, Do you in, know the Eagles' playoff schedule? Uh, they play the Giants twice. I know that. I, don't, I just don't know what's sandwiched in between. No, they don't. Well, not in the fantasy playoffs. Oh, they play the Giants week 18? Yeah. So it's at um, in Seattle, home against the Giants, home against the Cardinals. Cardinals could be tricky. Cardinals could be tricky with Kyler. But and the Giants are on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, semifinal day. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. But like so, for for example, for me, I could give everyone. I'm in a I'm in a fight right now to get a six seed, and I had the Eagles defense. I dropped the Eagles defense to go pick up the 49ers because I just needed I needed that extra. I needed that defense. I was not. I couldn't play the Eagles against Cowboys, but in a in a match in a, in a week where I have a three seed locked in, and I'm just fighting for potentially a two seed. I can't get the one, but I can get the two. I'm starting the Cowboys defense. Yeah, honestly, though, the Cowboys defense in the playoffs, their playoff schedule sucks. Um, I know it's Miami's one of them. I know so that. It's so, Miami, it's Miami, Detroit, and then in between that is oh, it's Buffalo, right? It's so you have the order wrong. So it's in Buffalo. Yeah. Then it's the Jimmy Johnson Bowl. Yeah. And then they're home against Detroit. In in championships, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's tough. And yeah, only one home game for a defense that is amazing at home. Yeah. That's been amazing at home. So that true. it's tough. Yeah, it definitely is. Hmm. You, you, you might you might have sold me on that one, Adam. Just drop the drop the Cowboys and, and go pick up somebody else. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, yes. interesting, interesting. That's what we do here on the Basement Top Podcast Fantasy Show. We work through our decisions. That we do. Yes. Uh also I'm sure you and Jake talk about this too, but the tried and true stat strategy of if you know that you're going to the playoffs, pick pick up the defense that you're going to be using next week. Oh yeah. Week. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Please do that because it is it's a great strategy. It works for streamers too. So if your quarterback is a tough matchup next week, and you see someone on your waiver wire that you think that you think could get the job done, go pick up that guy. There you go. All right, yeah, last game. It. Last game. The Green Bay Packers going to MetLife to play the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. And uh, so Aaron Jones, questionable. Um, oh, this is new. Estimated return date. That's an e- That's an ESPN thing. ESPN just added that, I think. I so, I never heard of it, so but it's possible. That's very interesting. So um let's see here. So the estimated return date for both of them or yeah, for both of them is December eleventh, which coincidentally is the day of the game. So <laughs> um oh actually for Aaron Jones it says December fifth, which is wrong. Because that was yesterday. 
Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, he definitely, he definitely could, um, he definitely could play on Monday, and the extra day of preparation uh, most certainly helps. But honestly, do you do you even want to play Aaron Jones? Do you, honestly, do you even want to play Christian Watson? Also, well, Christian Watson, you got to worry about with the hamstring. Yeah, well, he, I think there's more of a shot that Christian Watson uh, misses this game than Aaron Jones than Aaron Jones misses. Even though Christian Watson scored twice last week, do you really want to play him if he plays at this point? Oh yeah, well if he if he's playing against the Giants, then yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely, no doubt. I don't know. Well, that guy's white hot. I I'm aware. Guy's white hot, and you ride him. You ride him if he if he's if he's playing. But the problem is, is that we don't know if he's playing. And we won't know until Monday. You need someone from the Tennessee game to cover in place Christian in case Christian Watson doesn't play, or someone from the from the Packers Giants game. Now, if you have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs available on your waiver wire, then that's that's a move that I would make. Or Jaden Reed. I doubt Jaden Reed is available. If Jaden Reed is available, sure. But yeah. If Dobbs is available, if Dobbs is available and you absolutely have to play Watson and you can't afford to play anybody else, just do that. Pick up Dobbs and then you could wait. And then if Watson plays, you play Watson. And if Dobbs, if Watson doesn't play, you play Dobbs. Yeah. Or you just like put him in the flex spot, figure something out, try and get, I don't know. Right. Or ideally, ideally you don't need Christian Watson. You're already winning come Monday night. And if he doesn't play, okay, well, I won anyway. Yeah. And you're good. So it, it just depends. Yeah, it, it definitely just depends. Um, For the Giants, I saw something. Just it's just Barkley? Yep, just Barkley. Is Darren Waller back? I thought there was – I saw you had a projection. Uh, it's, no. it's, it, it's, it's – this is supposed, supposed to be – Keyword here is supposed to be uh, the week that Darren Waller returns to practice. Um, but he ideally the return date from what I understand, the return date that he was targeting is next week versus the Saints. Ah. So would not be back this week, would potentially return next week versus New Orleans. Gotcha. So, hey, if Darren Waller is available on your waiver wire, you know, you can go pick him up and, and stash him. You'll have, an, you'll have an opportunity to do it for a week. Yes. Um, I'd be surprised if he is because, I mean, you know, uh, just... yeah. 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 I, I I would be fa- – I mean, hmm. well, I'm going to find out. Let's see, <laughs> let's see what his uh... – he might be. He might be. 59-61, Yahoo ESPN. That's crazy. He might be. Like, let me – all right, because now now I'm, I'm I'm very curious. I mean, not that I'm in a position where I'd be going and rushing to pick him up, but let's just see if Darren Waller is available in any of my leagues that are hooked up to fantasy pros, because that. That would be very interesting. That would be very, very, very interesting. Uh, let's see. Sorry for all this dead air, but I'm just, just very sorry. Curious. I'll, I'll fill okay. time. Okay, 
Okay, he is. Oh, no? He is available in one. That's He's available in one league that I have that's hooked up to uh, Fantasy Pros, and it's the guillotine, which makes sense. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah, makes sense, but... Even then, I wouldn't pick. I would not be picking him up. Darren Waller is not a guy that's winning people winning people championships. Absolutely here, not. Here are some of the players that are available in the guillotine, because <clears throat> Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, Jaron Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Sam Laporta, Ramondre Stevenson, James Cook, Amari Cooper. Yeah. So, the guillotine is not a great measure of availability. No. No, definitely not. Uh, okay, so you're starting Jordan Love. This is a good matchup for him. Um, are yeah. you starting? Did you even did you say anything about Aaron Jones? Like, are you starting Aaron Jones? He- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if you have if you have to, then you have to. But I just I personally would not. Same goes for AJ Dillon. Maybe more so. Same goes for AJ Dillon. Well, if Aaron Jones plays, you can't play Dylan. But if Aaron Jones doesn't play, yeah, it's kind of the same. Kind of the same. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, that that I agree with that. Um, and then we already kind of talked about the receivers a little bit. Christian Watson is hot. I'm not crazy about him. I want to see it again for Watson. He's been so inconsistent this year. Yeah. Um. But Romeo Dobbs and Jaden and Jaden Reed have been great. So, you know, I'd start them. And then um Luke Musgrave, Musgrave, probably not. If I don't is he starting for them? I don't even know. Uh, no, Musgrave's on IR. Oh, so then I don't even know who the side end is. Uh it's uh, uh Tucker Craft. Oh. And Are you the answer him? is no. Okay. And the answer is no. Yeah. And then for the Giants. So, no, probably not. Tommy DeVito. No, no, absolutely not. Saquon Barkley, you probably don't have a choice. You might, at this point, you just gotta, this is this is like the play your studs philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Barkley. it is. It is. And then, um, who out of the receivers? If any, none, none deeper leagues, maybe Jalen Hyatt, but notice how I say, maybe you yeah, don't want to, take, a, you don't want to take that risk. Your voice sounds very tensitive when you're like, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you're like it's non-committal. It's very non-committal. It is extremely non-committal on that for sure. Yep. And then no giant side end. I assume. No. No. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Be sure to submit your questions for the mailbag. We're recording this on Wednesday. Jake and Bird will be recording on Thursday. So still time, hopefully. Depending on when this comes out, there'll be still there still will be time to submit questions to the mailbag. And um you can hear them answered on Saturday. As we do. Can't wait. Look forward to it. Yes. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Let us know what you love the podcast. 
and subscribe to be notified whenever we release new episodes. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castro. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.